to Treason Bites, hosted by Dietrich and Lennox on Truth is Now Treason. So you obviously are interested in hearing the news because you're visiting our Treason Bites section on our website. Yay! And by the way, we will be posting a couple of these bites each month. And our first one is already launched and ready for you to listen to. We are so glad that you are interested in listening. But first, before you do, we want to take a moment to preface the treason bites by asking you for a big favor. If you are like Dietrich and me, you want to hear the facts about current events and you may be experiencing some frustration at finding those facts. You don't know who you can trust anymore in the media. And if you're really paying attention to the events in our country particularly, then you could be feeling a little despondent and maybe even a little angry. You love our country and you don't like what is transpiring in our government among our leaders. And sometimes we can listen to these news stories and wonder how can anything good come from this? Is there any hope? How do we stay positive and happy? How do we not allow our negative emotions control our minds? Because they will if we aren't careful. Well, Lennox and I thought we would just pause for a bit and ask you to listen to what is on our hearts and minds currently. It's our desire to help everyone to focus on some words written from a past person in leadership. There's a king, as a matter of fact, who experienced evil things happening against him and how he handled it because he did something very unique. He was a political leader. He was voraciously being attacked by his enemies. And his words that I want to share with you are taken from Psalm chapter 5. Now, I know half of you just got ready to tune me out because I mentioned a chapter from the Bible. But I want you to listen because what it says is really good. And it's very appropriate for anybody who's going to be listening to our treason bites. It's going to be important for you to stay focused on this message because things are going to get uglier out there. And keeping your mind set on the words will help you keep the correct perspective. Now, whether you're a follower of Christ or not, Please give us just a few minutes of your time and trust us. This is going to offer you some encouragement while you listen. So Psalm 5 is one of the rare chapters where David is praying for evil to fall upon somebody else. And that person is his own son along with those helping his son. And you might ask how in the world could a father pray that something bad should happen to his own kid? That isn't very godly or proper, well, if you knew his son, Absalom, then you might understand why. David is at a time in his life where he's feeling very oppressed, and he's sad because of his son's evil choices. Isn't that a little similar to many of us and what we're feeling when we look at our country and some of the choices our leaders are making? So let me just take a minute and summarize quickly the events that are leading up to Psalm chapter 5. So that way you understand why David is in this place of depression. Absalom, one of David's sons, has been upset with his father for several years because of something bad that happened to his sister Tamar by his half-brother. And yes, the Bible does sometimes look like the young and the restless. <laughs> this is a several-year conflict that has festered. He felt like David should have acted, but David didn't. And rather than dealing with his anger towards his father in a righteous way, Absalom listened to unwise counsel. And he decided to follow his own pride and greed. He spoke negatively in public about those that David was ruling. And he became so angry that he plotted to overthrow his father's kingship. He undermined and usurped his father's power by forming a military to rebel against and kill David. Absalom was very wicked. He was rebellious and evil in God's eyes. He and those who had joined Absalom planned to wipe David off the planet. So this is weighing very heavily on David because he does love his child. He's grieving over his son and possibly his own personal failures as a father. David knows this army, led by his son, 
is after him. And what does he do? David goes to the one person who can help, and that's God. And even though he is the ruler, he is king, he still recognizes God's authority over him. He sees God as the ultimate authority. And another thing in this chapter is that David also recognizes God as his Lord. He has a relationship with him. You cannot know someone without having some kind of communication or contact with the other person. And so in this passage, he states specifically, he prays to no other. Lennox, have you ever noticed that sometimes relationships have too much communication in them? Not at all, dear. Gee, maybe you should take a look at ours. <laughs> but anyway. Although sometimes I wish we didn't have some communication. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to share a portion for the sake of time just a bit of it, of what he wrote. I would like to encourage you to read the whole chapter later on. Are you saying that you don't want to communicate with me? Is that what you're saying? I'd say this talking we're doing here is probably enough for the rest of the day, if not the rest of the week. So here's what David said in Psalm chapter five. He says, oh God, you take no pleasure in wickedness. You cannot tolerate the sins of the wicked. Therefore, the proud may not stand in your presence. For you hate all who will do evil. You will destroy those who tell lies. The Lord detests murderers and deceivers. Now, this is a description not of just of someone who is sinful, but makes it him his ambition to do evil things. Now, let's face it, we've all sinned and we're all in need of a Savior. God's first goal is to draw men and women to him through redemption. But David is describing people who are bent on doing evil. Theirs is a habitual, unrepentant life that is set out to destroy others in the process, and they have no regard for God's laws or ways. So, verses 7 and 8 continue like this. Because of your unfailing love, I can enter your house. I will worship at your temple with deepest awe. Lead me in the right path, O Lord, or my enemies will conquer me. Make your way plain for me to follow. So I think here, even though David has all the power that an earthly person could have, he's king, he humbles himself and he seeks wisdom and guidance from God. I think it's important for us to learn that we all may be intelligent, we may have knowledge, but we still need to be careful not to use our own minds to make decisions, that we need to seek God's ways and his decrees. And I think this, especially when it comes to voting, we need to not go on what we think is right, but what does God think about this choice that I'm making? I'm going to start watching The View so I know who to vote for. I found that The View is a very reliable source. <laughs> <laughs> So then David goes on to say in verse 9, My enemies cannot speak a truthful word. Their deepest desire is to destroy others. Their talk is foul like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with flattery. Go, God, declare them guilty. Let them be caught in their own traps. Drive them away because of their many lies, for they have rebelled against you. So David here is saying, hold them guilty, condemn them, punish them. This is an important thing for us to remember. This is an actual prayer that is wishing evil towards a person and really a group of people. David doesn't do this often, but here he did it knowing he isn't the one who's to get revenge that only God can, and he asks God to do just that. So the last two verses, but let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them sing joyful praises forever. Spread your protection over them that all who love your name may be filled with joy. For you bless the godly, O Lord. You surround them with your shield of love. That last part there, how David ended his prayer, is key, especially as we may see evil men succeed. God will always favor the righteous. He blesses the godly. 
He offers a shield of protection and love, and we can be filled with joy. Remember that. Keep focusing on that because we can rejoice and we can be happy, but there is a condition. And it says right in the beginning, take refuge in him. Although I personally would love to just focus on the part where we pray that evil happens to those evil schemers and that they fall into their traps and that they're punished, but that cannot be our focus. We can pray for this because David did, but it can't be our focus. And here's why. These individuals who are lying to us are not really the enemy. So therefore, we do not take our hostility out on them. God wants to forgive them just like he offers forgiveness to everyone. We can pray that any who can find salvation does, but Satan is our true enemy here. And those who are bent on destroying our country and others, I believe we can be like David and pray this prayer. Pray that these evil people will fall into their own traps and that America can be salvaged. But even if it cannot be, and we are living in the time period that is described in Matthew chapter 24, we will still do what we must do to keep evil from advancing. We must still act, even if we face opposition. And we will, because this is a battle against evil. And the good thing is, is that we have an all-powerful God on our side. One way to act is to pray for our ministry here and for others who are joining us in this fight against deceitfulness and corruption. And another is to share profusely these news articles so more people won't be deceived by all the lies. We must be alert and aware. So please pray this prayer with us. That's our favor, is we want you to pray this prayer with us. But make those last couple of verses in this passage your focus as you listen to our take on different news stories. Pray that those bent on doing wrong and who have words that are foul and carry a stench like an open grave are punished and stopped. And remember, you can rejoice no matter what happens to our wonderful country. Thanks for listening like we ask. Remember that in spite of everything we will see, God is still in control. Since we will only be posting new bites a couple times each month, you may want to set your device to receive notifications. Now that I'm saying it, I'm pulling out my iPhone as well. So remember... Hit the like button on Facebook, the subscribe button on YouTube. Tell your family and friends about Treason Bites. Make a couple of comments. We hope you enjoy our Treason Bites. Until next time, sit back and listen to your heart's content.